I love the smell of great pump in the morning. Did you first blow? I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film. morning campers welcome to season two of napalm in the morning oh yeah and it is it is the morning we don't normally record at this time of day but uh boys how are we doing over there on the left hand side of the country woot woot over the flyover coasts there we're just uh, chilling in the center of uh the lord's country um yeah heart mountain wyoming how you doing troy Good. We are in the Chuck Norris of the U.S. Yeah, yeah. This is it's commonly known as the uh, Chuck Norris country. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm Dr. Jones. Yeah, say hi to uh, Kanye and Liz Cheney for me while you're out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll give them a fist bump for you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. We'll get them on an episode. Uh, <laughs> great guest. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Matt Yeagle. Uh Welcome, welcome, to Napalm in the morning. We're we're starting up season two, and uh, before we start, I just want to say, uh, Eric and Troy, uh, you are, I I think you are banned from uh, recommending movies. All right, USS with Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we were talking last night, so so yeah, we're we're gonna do the awesome film Missing in Action, um, the Chuck the Chuck Norris joint, and. Uh, we all it was it was a rough one folks getting through this bad boy and yeah. uh however Troy well, when your goal me, is to purge purge as many listeners as you can uh you know i mean i think you got to do what you got to do right well well we listen to it so they don't have to we're we're like we 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 stand we stand in the way of their you know of their uh of this of this menace of a movie we're the, we're the thin red line we're the um, we're the human shield um we're the we're the Kevlar boat to their jeez, uh, protecting oh, <laughs> which uh, which is a deep cut from the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, but but yeah, we Troy brought up as I was giving him shit for missing in action. He brought up, yeah, of course. I said we're all equal now because um, Matt's got uh, USS Christmas, Eric's got the losers, and I took I'll take the bullet or the grenade <laughs> for the. Missing in action. You'll take two grenades jumping out. (laughs) That's true. In slow motion. That's true. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, yeah. Let's um, let's get rocking and rolling, shall we? Yeah. So, um, you know this uh, this is a 1984 action film. Um, the the uh, you know it it uh, it's your it's your poor man's uh. Rambo, it, it's it it. Uh, there's there's lots of rumors about how right. the script is essentially stolen from the James Cameron script that had been circulating around about sort of POWs that uh, the more famously um, and um, more well executed that uh, a, a film by Sylvester Stallone is out, and this one is yeah, it's a real right. 
well, the award-winning Rambo First Blood Part Two, um, as in Razzie's uh, award-winning, um, is yeah, a, quite a similar theme, and that's that's for the you know the obvious reason that the, they're based on the same script, and so somebody they they jumped the gun, they got out early with missing an action. Uh, I don't know what this might have been like a uh, a plumber's you know rating Daniel Ellsberg psychiatrist sort of thing where they're uh, you know <laughs> yeah. deep in, at night uh, t- taking taking uh, illicit photographs of the script so they could steal it and make this film. But uh, yeah, this was actually they filmed this and Missing in Action Part Two at the same time, and Missing in Action Part Two was supposed to be <laughs> Missing in Action Part One, but then. They showed it to whoever they were showing it to, and they were like, uh, this movie's terrible. Uh, <laughs> let's see the other one. And then they, so they, they decided that, that uh, this is the better of the two. They, they, so that, that's yeah, hold on to your jock straps, people. One. This is the wow. good one. Wow. <laughs> so this yeah. one has the peanuts and the corn in it. <laughs> let, let that one, let that one. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this preemptive cash-in on the Rambo franchise, um, yeah, it, it delivers us. But it delivers us, of course, um, everybody's favorite, um, Mr. Chuck Norris, um, who uh, well, was a Hollywood stuntman and uh, appeared in some Bruce Lee films, um, The Way of the Dragon. I think it was The Way of the Dragon. Yes. Um, and, you know, and then he went on to, uh, of course, oh, Walker, Texas Ranger, <laughs> this TV fame. And if you watch this movie, you'll say, like, this looks like an episode of... Uh, Magnum PI or something that's shot for television. Um, he didn't tra- change his dress ensemble from for Walker. He still has the same denim on denim. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of well, as we'll get through the movie, we're talking. There's a lot of interesting fashion choices for Southeast Asia, like like down jackets and vests all the time, like, as everyone wears in, in the mean streets of Saigon. Um, uh, but we do get lots of shirt changes, and um, yeah, well, let's jump right in. Um, so yeah, so we start. Uh, we're in. We're in Nam. We're in the shit, you guys. It is, uh, um, you know, this jungle scene. That um, is it a soundstage? Is it somewhere in rural Philippines? It's hard to know. Um, but uh, things are quiet. Too quiet, as a matter of <laughs> fact. And um, out comes, you know, Chuck Norris, our hero, leading a platoon in ret- retreat. Heavy casualties. How would you describe the fighting here, Troy? Uh, like the A team, pretty much, but um, I, it's kind of been a reference for most of this movie. <laughs> yeah, lots of uh, lots of uh, missed bullets uh, on the Vietnamese side. Well, I get this one; they're taking casualties. Well, I, that's true. There's lots of hip shooting. That's so <laughs> how you do it. Yeah, there'll be there'll be sustained c- critique from Troy about <laughs> the uh, marksmanship here. I mean, <laughs> in the franchise, uh, everyone's eating lead, and then the choppers uh, come into the LZ right and. Um, the the American soldiers gunned down left and right. Um, I do and, like uh, the uh, the one American soldier uh, shoots the enemy, turns to Chuck Norris, and gives him like the big thumb up, thumbs up, and then immediately gets shot and <laughs> yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there there's so much cordball like uh, cliche of this that it's 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 kind of it's kind of amazing actually. Um, and then uh, you know. Norris takes a bullet. What's with the choppers? The, so the choppers come in. They're like pulling guys out, and then they just like for some reason leave like one guy there, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What about me? What about me?" Like run after the helicopter as it's like pulling up. Like what was with that? It's the fog of war, Matt. 
Um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> and then, it, it, Troy, do you want to s- describe the sort of the incredible uh, scene of uh, two-fisted uh, grenade oh. Chuck Norris? Well, all my paint, ref- a, paint a word picture for our listeners. My references are all like 40 years old, but it's like very, very 80s, very Steve Austin, $6 million man, slow motion. <laughs> Or like uh, the Hulk when he's changed into the Hulk, that sound you hear that, you know, yeah, it's very, uh, yeah. It yeah, was, like the, yeah. So, yeah, it was super cheesy for sure. But he, he, he dives off of a, like of a bamboo platform, grenade in each hand and flicks the pins out in midair. Yeah, he's good. And, uh, and, and then, and then smash cut to um, uh, him waking up in a Burbank hotel room. And uh, we 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 know it's all a dream. Um, and uh, and but but this will this sort of the the premise of this movie is that the the American POW situation is you know is first and foremost on our hero's mind, um, Colonel James Braddock. Uh, right, Matt, give us some give us uh, give us some context here. All right, so we've. Obviously, we already covered Rambo First Blood Part 2, and we talked uh, to, to a bit of a, a degree about some of the history of the MIAPOW uh, issue. Let's, I want to take it in a different direction. I want to talk to start, just so I'm not rehashing a bunch of stuff we've talked about already, um, but talk about the process of kind of remembrance of, of Vietnam and the war uh, in the sort of immediate post-war years and kind of looking at, through, the, through the spectrum of, of presidential remembrance and because that's going to impact uh, how, how society and culture and, you know, pop culture film uh, is looking at things as well. So, I mean, to start off now, no, before I start, before I actually start, let me just reference uh, Robert McMahon rationalizing defeat uh, the Vietnam War in American presidential discourse. Uh, it's an article in uh, Rhetoric and Public Book Affairs. Of the um, week. <laughs> it's our article of the week, that one. Uh, but okay. uh, so, so, so some of this comes from that, and that, that, of course, goes pretty deep into this topic. But let's start with Gerald Ford, who is obviously the uh, first president. Well, he's president when uh, Saigon Falls in 1975. Um, for him, the message with respect to Vietnam is kind of like, forget, essentially, move on. Let's get a fresh start. We've already learned whatever lessons we have to learn. Um, but we don't, he doesn't really give any clarity as to what those lessons might be. But don't rehash the allegations or like fix blame for, for Vietnam. Let's instead just kind of focus and look to the future. And so we can sort of get a sense of that from this speech uh, at Tulane. Actually, given April 23rd, 1975, this is right before Saigon actually falls, but uh, I think, you know, the writing's on the wall. So uh, let's, let's listen real briefly to Ford at Tulane. Today, America can regain the sense of pride that existed before Vietnam, but it cannot be achieved by refighting a war that is finished as far as America is concerned. So, yeah, he's, okay, he's, so, uh, yeah. How, how, how accurate do you think he, um, 
is Ford in the in the center of the American um, the mindset come. on Vietnam here or not? What do you think? I mean, I think there's a lot of kind of exhaustion, uh, and I think, and obviously this has been for a decade, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of maybe, you know, to varying degrees, uh, at the center of, of sort of American life uh, and politics and foreign policy. Uh, so I think he maybe has a sense of that. I think also kind of the whole idea of, don't affix blame. Let's kind of move on. Let's move forward. I mean, think about, right, he's coming right off the heels of Watergate. So obviously uh, Watergate is related to, you know, some respect to Vietnam uh, and foreign policy. We already referenced the uh, <laughs> break-in of, of Ellsberg. Yeah, there's a... Um, so, um, you know, I think it's kind of, you know, here's another quote. Uh, the time has come forward to look to an agenda for the future, to unity, bind up the nation's wounds and restore its health. And it's optimistic self-confidence. I ask we stop refighting the battles and recriminations of the past. So essentially, like, don't think about accountability. But again, not like there's not like a failure on the part for Ford um, of Americans, of citizens, soldiers, or the government. Um, so essentially, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, I reject categorically some. Pol such polarized thinking we can and should help others help themselves, but the fate of responsible men and women everywhere and the final decision rests in their own hands. So therefore, it's the fault of the South Vietnamese themselves for the failure of the two regime. So that's Ford, and then we get on to Jimmy Carter. Now he, especially from the outset and sort of in the campaign, war was a mistake. We need to reassess American foreign policy. Uh, a quote from uh, Carter. We have learned that never again should our country become military involved in the internal affairs of another nation unless there is direct and obvious threat to the security of the United States or its people. Mike, uh, I would say to that, we have. We have learned. What? Uh, also, unilateral interventions in the affairs of other nations were doomed to failure and that democracy should not be imposed on other nations by force. Shaking head So, emoji. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was <laughs> mission accomplished. We... <laughs> Uh, the, on the day that we just got yeah. out of Afghanistan. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so that's that's him, especially during the campaign. Um, he did look to Vietnam as something like, we can learn from it, uh, instructive but painful uh, illustration of how um, maybe an arrogant or overreaching government uh, and government officials could produce counterproductive policies. So, essentially, this gets to some of the you know, Carter and his foreign policy in general, stressing things like kind of being more open, less secretive, um, stressing human rights uh, and kind of, you know, do things that I guess that Vietnam led Americans to take actions uh, to quote Carter that were contrary to our basic character. Uh, had we spent another 50,000 lives and spent another 150 billion in South Vietnam and we dropped the atomic bomb on North Vietnam, we still could have not propped up the governments of two or key. So contrast that with Ford, but also with what was to come uh, later with Reagan. Um, later, Carter shifted a, a bit and would focus on veterans and say things like um, veterans are no less brave because the nation was divided about the war. Um, and focused on things like that. And so the, and the um, Vietnam Memorial, uh, that bill is signed while Carter is president. 
uh, Vietnam Veterans Week is established in 1979. Um, but for the public, I think that there's like kind of a messaging of honoring veterans for their service, but it becomes muddled because of his, the the sort of not I guess not even questioning um, condemnation of the war itself. Uh, that becomes a bit muddled for I think people in general, and that gets us to Reagan. So Reagan rebuild the military. Military should project strength, overcome the Vietnam syndrome, uh, and the reluctance to use military force. And he embraces intervention in Indochina, or the war in Vietnam. He emphasized the nobility of the war, um, and he essentially painted Vietnam as an effort to defend freedom, bring peace, oppose tyranny. Essentially, Vietnam was World War II, which we also saw when we watched uh, The Green Brace with... uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, so let's, let's hear a little clip about this, uh, Reagan at CPAC. This is, uh, was this 1983, Eric? Yeah, February 18th. Ready? There we go. And those veterans of Vietnam who were never welcomed home with speeches and bans, but who were undefeated in battle and were heroes as surely as any who ever fought in a noble cause, staged their own parade on Constitution Avenue. As America watched them, some in wheelchairs, all of them proud, there was a feeling that as a nation we were coming together, coming together again, and that we had at long last brought the boys home. A lot of healing went on, said Jan Scruggs. So yeah, different tone there than Ford, right? Right, right. Um... Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's sort of, uh, do you have that, what's the one from, you have another clip, right, from another speech? Yeah, yeah. I want to hear that one, too, too. Let's listen to uh, this. It's uh, from the same speech a little later. Yeah, here we go. Okay. It has been worth it. We Americans have learned again to listen to each other, to trust each other. We've learned that government owes the people an explanation and needs their support for its actions at home and abroad. And we've learned, and I pray this time for good, that we must never again send our young men to fight and die in conflicts that our leaders are not prepared to win. Troy is applauding that. Uh, Long applause. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Reagan would get uh, booed off the stage if he ever tried to speak at CPAC nowadays, which is quite hilarious. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, so that's you can see the contrast there that he's it's like a full embrace of the of the war and blaming the blame is on government officials. Right. You can hear it there. That's the same thing you get in. Wasn't it Rambo First Blood Part Two? Like essentially almost that that exact quote was said by. Stallone, uh, maybe in the, or maybe it was, I don't know, I can't remember what character, but you hear that same mentality though, that it was the bureaucrats are not letting us, can we win this time? Uh, that was, yeah, Rambo too. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of the, and, and even like the, and it's Rambo too, right? Where he comes in, like, it's the, is it the CIA guy or is it the defense guy? Or, you know, he comes into the hangar and like, it's the, you know, they get getting stabbed in the back by the by the government uh, that uh, is yeah, the real is the real yeah. enemy here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not that the cause was completely wrongheaded from the <laughs> from the get go or unwinnable. 
Right. Right. So so yeah, I mean, I guess that's uh in a, in a sense uh in a sense Reagan and you know, kind of more embracing the war um blames the media for distorting reality, Congress for bra- breaking pledges to uh South Vietnam. Um and essentially the war wasn't lost until Congress abandoned South Vietnam, right? The soldiers are already home. They had already won the war, but Congress abandoned South Vietnam and then the war was lost. Um, yeah, and thank God our presidents po- don't like criticize the media yeah. anymore for reporting fake news. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come on, Ron. Um, <laughs> Let's do one more quick one. This is Reagan um, signing a proclamation for National MIA POW. Day uh, in 1981, June 12th, 81. Listen to Reagan here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to what I think is a, a very important and worthwhile little signing ceremony here in the Rose Garden. I am pleased that I'm going to sign a joint resolution and a proclamation designating July 17th, 1981, National. P-O-W-M-I-A, Recognition Day. The brave men and women who fought for our country should all know that America does remember and is grateful and will always be proud of their courage and honor on the battlefield. And it's fitting that we pay this special tribute to those who so heroically endured the hardships and torture of enemy captivity, unusual in any war in our, in our history because it was the longest period that American fighting men have ever been held in captivity. Just the thought of the terrible pain that they suffered and endured should be seared in our memories forever. And let us remember, too, that six years after American involvement in Vietnam in the war, we still don't have a full accounting of our missing servicemen from that conflict. An accounting that was guaranteed. And that's where Colonel Brad Paris Peace Accords that brought the fighting there to an end. An agreement which has been violated. Recently, there have been reports that Americans are still being held captive in Indochina. None of these reports, I'm sorry to say, has been verified. But the world should know that Moment this administration <laughs> continues to attach the highest priority to the problem of those missing in action. We intend to seek the fullest possible. So, yeah, some. Wow, some, I can't uh, imagine where everybody, where did everyone get the idea there might be POWs still in Vietnam? Hmm. Not verified, though, but I'm just going to say it. Yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. People are, people are saying that there are many uh, POWs. Are uh, many people are saying. Um, so, yeah, the. Uh, so, the, so, I mean, this, as, as like the. I don't know. It, it it seems to me like a um because America never really lost a war and now and and they did well, and uh, well <laughs> the the Spanish American War which would introduce what we lose but uh, uh war of eighteen twelve correct yes Korea okay okay you could call those stalemates. Yeah. yeah, I mean you can call those ties, but they didn't. They weren't. They didn't win. But I think it seems. It seems like the fixation on the POW is like get some redemptive, like um, moral good out of like the 
right? Because there's because it's such a different war than World War II in terms of clear, yeah. clear good, good guys and bad guys. Um, sure. And this, I mean, that starts under Nixon. I mean, when Nixon is attempting to sort of deflect uh, attention from things like Milai or just the war in general, uh, his his kind of leading of the war. Uh, that's when the POW stuff starts, like back in 69. And it's a way to, A, justify being there still, like, hey, we're fighting Summer this to bring our boys home. <laughs> no. Uh, we're fighting this to, you know, bring our, bring our boys back home, so therefore we have to keep staying and keep fighting. Um, and, I mean, there's, there's a lot more to it, but, uh, I mean, that's kind of where it begins, is back back in Nixon. Right. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I guess if we, if we cutting back to the, cutting back to the movie, um, yeah, we've got, uh, we've no. got America's, uh. uh, favorite action hero. Do we um, have to? And, uh, and, and I might say Troy has a special connection. Uh, he's, he's owned a bit of the, the Chuck Norris corporation. Uh, you, you got a little clip for us, Troy? Yeah, I do. Here it is. Hi, I'm Chuck Norris. The folks at Total Gym have asked me to take 60 seconds to tell you why I use the Total Gym. Well, I use it because it works. Well, that wasn't 60 seconds. This is what's great about the Total Gym. Works on all the muscles. <laughs> you name it. Chest, arms, thighs, biceps, shoulders. And at the same time, it's working the gut. And also, you can fluctuate your workout. You can isolate the arms. You can elevate the machine. Uh -huh. Use whatever percentage of your body weight. I can take it around with me. Is that on all my locations. <laughs> great workout. This is very great exercise. Now, for the first time ever, you can try a Total Gym absolutely risk-free. Did you own the Total Gym? entire two months. I had the uh, Walmart version, uh, and it worked fine. wasn't good as Chuck's, but I think that was uh, Rick Norris's. Uh, so brother. is the Walmart version, like, just the partial gym? Like, since it's not total. Like it's, it's just like a, it's like a, it's not it's the like total a, gym. It's like a two by 12 on a, on a cinder block, and then you've got a couple uh, Soup rocks. Soup cans tied. Rocks, just rocks. Whatever, whatever weight you want, you can just pick your own. So it works out pretty well. It's more manly. Um, yeah, so... We 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 realized that this uh, opening scene, which seemed to strain credulity that he would survive uh, jumping with both grenades in both hands, that it's a it's a dream, right? And it's a flashback, and uh, um, and then and then we have we get a couple more. What of those I think too. it's a, a couple other flashbacks. Yeah, we get we I think we get an actual flashback as opposed to a dream sequence of uh, POWs and leg irons running through a war zone. You know, North Vietnamese. Uh, commander shoots a soldier, um, and uh, lots of uh, that's probably footage look. from the first movie, or maybe or the second movie, which right. is supposed to be the first. That's movie. what I was wondering. I thought that was a prequel, but you already explained that. So yeah, they already made two movies at the yeah. same time. But I'm like, what's all this going on here? We need a prequel. There's yeah, there's lots of non-Vietnamese looking actors. Uh, it might have something to do with this being filmed in the Philippines. That. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that we get, we we're introduced to Commander Beardy. Um, They're all the same. Yeah, same, same. I mean, I think he he like it, you know thinking about this like he has the the beard that Chuck Norris would aspire to in later sort of um you know sort of later eighties Chuck Norris and so I wonder like did he is that where he gets this uh you know um I'm just I'm just spitballing here um 
But he will be he will be that's a, why he's a menacing character throughout the, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um speaking of Venom, he's watching a Spider-Man um uh comic on TV at which is like it and 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 Spider-Man breaks him out of prison and like you think like are they trying to say this is where Chuck Norris gets? Well, I thought that his, that damn Spider-Man Spider-Man's ne- his his nemesis was a shocker and it was like the one line it sounded like it was a bad slogan from an adult toy store it was like you give a bad vibe shaka <laughs> sorry I had to yeah yeah this is Spider-Man that uh we grew up with um not quite as cool this is as one the, my my son watches too he likes that one yeah so um and then we see Norris watching reports about POWs that uh, are even more speculative than Reagan's about uh, um about them being out there um and then uh then roundhouse kick to the TV, he sm- he smashes it, and uh, um, he he call who does the State Department call him? He's going to go negotiate and investigate. Um, so so it's, it's unclear why an unhinged sort of KG vet is 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 on a diplomatic mission to try to find. But uh, there's a lot of things going explained. Um, what, what did you What did you guys think? Is the State Department going to call Chuck Norris, uh, Rageaholic, to on this sensitive mission? I felt it was like is a premonition a good cop, after bad watching cop? TV. You had you had to make a phone call. There had to, this had to happen, so. right? Like, like so. he's he's the bad cop. He's gonna he's gonna play tough and and will it you know fancy pants State Department with all their knowledge and whatnot. You know, be the uh, be the good cop, and uh, and then and then in in just a like a just a terrible. Um, it seems like they have like two locate. They have they have one location for the film. There's an outdoor place, and then there's the wharf, and then there's in the interior of this office building, this drop ceiling <laughs> um, office building that's supposed to be in Saigon. Um, and suddenly, you know, Braddock, dude, when you gotta do Braddock. the airport scene when he gets off the plane and the Vietnamese guy's there to greet him, and he goes to shake his hand, and Chuck Norris totally does the fake handshake, and then like yeah, puts his hand. sunglasses on. <laughs> he gives him the the psych. Uh... Okay, here's uh, here's footage of Ho Chi Minh City. Um... US, U.S. Air Force jet pulls up. This is this, uh, again, they're trying to ascertain whether POWs and their remains um, could be sent back from Indochina. Out steps the senator, State Department official down the runway. Senator Porter, I am General Brown. Welcome to the People's Republic of Vietnam. It's a pleasure, General. Here comes James Hong. I'd like Hong, to introduce you to Anne Fitzgerald. Character Thank actor you you've seen Mr. in General, welcome. many Hollywood films. James stuff. Braddock. Uh, Colonel Braddock, I've heard much about you. Welcome to the People's Republic of Vietnam. He extends his hand. <laughs> Colonel. snap <laughs> psych yeah <laughs> he, he does the old does the psych and instead of like swiping his hair 
he fixes his amazing tinted glasses uh, and walks away in his denim on denim. Yeah, total, total Whoa. fake handshake. It was really, really, uh, it's really disrespectful, honestly. But that was a power move, and uh, yeah, exactly what you want to do. Oh, right. I, thinking, I think it was cop. a COVID, a premonition of COVID. Now they're just doing the bowing. He's just trying. He's trying. He's trying yeah, to trying to, be. trying to be safe. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he immediately reaches for the hand sanitizer. Um, Infamous COVID denier Chuck <laughs> Norris. Uh, so is um, he? I, I I just I just said that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go out on a limb. I, I wouldn't be I think surprised. Reagan said it too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feel it feels true. Um, and then uh, when in you doubt, know, just say it. Yeah. At the at the airport, um, we're also we see we see Beardy again, the um, the bad guy, and he sees him at the airport. And then we're in, there's another flashback. To Norris getting tortured at a POW camp, uh, hanging in the air um, over a stink pit, very very right. Rambo, and he cuts his chest. And uh, except and he's so not shirtless of... and like steroided up like uh, Stallone was, but <laughs> yeah, he's more of he's more of an attainable uh, gym rat kind of uh, physique. Um, and he has he has some chest hair. I mean, he had the total gym, so I mean, you can't. You're not going to get too buff, but just enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, and and then and then it's this. We're at the we're at the one location that they really 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 milk the Vietnamese boardroom here at a press conference, um, and uh, you know they're they're announcing to the world we don't have POWs, and in fact, um, Braddock uh, was a torturer. Um, of 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 the Vietnamese, and then they um, to prove this, they bring in a, a, a poor Vietnamese peasants are brought in, and, uh, and 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 mind you, in an attempt to show that he was not a torturer and did not uh, harass these people, Chuck Norris gets right in their face, sort of Larry David style, a stare down, <laughs> to stare down. Um, <laughs> it's it's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a okay. it's a way to okay. convince a jury you're not a psycho is to run up to the witnesses and <laughs> get an inch away from their face. And they get, they kind of give the look like when a dog does something wrong, he puts his head down. So uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm sorry. Like like he has beaten us before, <laughs> and, he, and he will beat us again if we say the wrong thing. Um, and uh, uh, and then and then a, a great line. Um. Why don't you tell us why there's a price on your head, Braddock? And he says, probably for killing assholes <laughs> like you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Burns. Oh, snap. I should, should also Sick be reinforced. Burn. He's yeah. wearing a thick jean jacket and uh, denim pants uh, this entire time. <laughs> yes. Everyone else is, like, you know, in suits and, you know, dressed up nicely for the uh, Some record lows in Vietnam meeting, here, I but. think. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is this will become a, a long series of Chuck Norris wearing climate inappropriate fabrics. Um, which to our, our to our listeners, I might add, throughout another. Hey, tweet us up because denim is a significant uh, culprit in uh, Mr. Troy's uh, Tiger Balm story in in Southeast Asia. Sort of those. Uh, that's what happens when thighs start uh, slapping. Um, Thanks for the flashback. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of. Traumatic flashbacks. Um, was there also a bearded man so, in yeah. your flashback? <laughs> uh, I think I blocked that out, but I think you're right. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got he's got a all it's a sweet western yoke jacket with uh, nice elbow patches, but like again, I can't stress enough, like he's wearing like four layers of clothing in every scene, including jackets. Uh yeah, it makes no sense. All right. And then um and then we're at uh we're at, uh Matt's favorite scene at the at the hotel. Um and and there's 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 really no tense sexual tension between him and, and State Department rep Anne, but they they immediately jump to as as though there is just because he's such a um hunk of burning love that no one could resist uh 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 Chuck uh yeah give us a, a Troy Troy paint us a little word picture for uh, when 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 he comes in the room it's it's a real sexy scene. Well, he comes in. I think his shirt's off as usual, or maybe he was taking it off. <laughs> he's I can't he's taking it off slowly. Slowly. All right. Sorry. And then uh, starts to uh, take his pants off, and she's <laughs> feeling uncomfortable. But she's actually in kind of like a nightgown outfit. Like she's like she's real negligee, yeah, negligee kind of deal. And uh, he's like, "Can you turn around?" I'm, you know. And anyway, she's like, "What?" And then he, he like puts on another <laughs> pair of pants. And it's like very like '80s Three's Company like awkward moment. But she's thinking. It's gonna get a little something, something, and he's not. But uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty entertaining. As yeah. this movie goes, yeah. Did Matt? Did that really get your blood boiling? The you thought this was gonna go to a place. I I I I I don't even know why she let him in the room. Honestly, like there is <laughs> no reason for it. He just shows up with booze, at, and they they were like fighting earlier at the party. So like I I didn't get it, but. Yeah, and and so we we find out it's because he's gonna slip into a room, and so this the, the there's guards all over the hallway, uh, to 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 appear like he's um going to give her a a little nightcap, and instead he gets into cat burglar mode, and uh, what follows is the um one of the most exhausting scenes in cinema. Uh, Troy Troy's got a little footage from this. Why don't you go ahead and uh, hit us up, Troy? Yeah, a little parkour. What is that? (laughs) That's a that's a a clip from the maybe the movie, maybe the office uh, of them performing parkour. Um, So this is a Chuck Norris invented parkour. Uh, He's he's climbing on the balcony, except. You know, it, watching like twelve-year-olds do parkour is much more exciting than this. Like, or a three-toed sloth. They drag this, oh, the scene of him crawling on the side of a two-story building. Um, they they make the most of this kind of cat burglar moment, and um, and we're supposed to feel the tension, and instead, it is just like, you know, thirty minutes later, um, him sneaking out, but he's gonna go, um. He wants to quote see how Saigon has changed, um, and uh, he slips into General Tran's uh, estate and uh, karate chops all the guards. Um, again, it, the, 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 this this seems to like it, it will be. I think he a must have this... used Google Maps to find that, right? I mean, yeah, he goes right be there. The only way he would know where it was, because how else would he know where that? I think guy he called was? the front desk first. I think they told him. <laughs> Yeah, and they and they they have like it, it, to try to like cut out any of the excitement of an action scene. They have like slow, belabored music to the uh, uh, to this uh, this scene. He holds a knife to Tran's throat, and where are the American MIAs? And you know, he says 
Oh, they're in the Delta, which later in the movie when they're when they're in the Delta, the Delta is not a small place. Um, how I mean, it, it's how, uh, how the vast, Delta, of course. How vast? How vast is the Delta, Matt? It's sprawling. I mean, you know, it's it's what they refer to during the war as four core. So it's the kind of the southernmost region of what was formerly South Vietnam. Uh, and yeah, it's not small. Yeah. He just says they're in the Delta. And so later Chuck will go right. Th- just like he found trans house immediately. He'll go and find this uh, camp later. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, trans Chuck, Chuck throws his knife. It finds its purchase, kills him. And, uh, I'm not really sure. Then- Troy, is it possible to, uh, <laughs> he was what, maybe three feet away from Chuck Norris when he tried to shoot him. Um, <laughs> is it possible to miss? From uh, that cl- that close, shooting someone in the back. Yeah, anything's possible. I know but you've, yeah, you've done, you have experience doing this. Trained war veteran, yeah, this yeah, guy, it's yeah. General Tran. Well, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, say, yeah. He, I mean, every every other shot uh, connected in this movie. It's funny this one didn't. You know, these guys are hip shooting from every scene. I I also like the um, <clears throat> this is like a like a, a movie cliche they use a lot. Like when people are shooting a pistol. They, 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 it's more like a slingshot. They have to like throw the bullet. So they're like th- throwing their hand forward and pulling a trigger, which, which makes a lot more accuracy, right? If you're For sure. To- yeah. <laughs> you want that bullet kind of gives it an extra spin. Yeah. If I'm going to spin the bullet it's around. Like wanted, the movie wanted kind of the same. He was trying to <laughs> sort of fade that bullet in there. Uh, just like yeah. they're doing at like the open cur- championship cur- right now, which I can't believe you guys cur- are making cur- me miss it. to do this dumb podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so the, 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 they, find him, they find him dead, the soldiers do, and so they show up at the hotel. They think, you know, Norris must be behind this. And then there's another long scene of Chuck Norris sneaking back into the hotel. Um, yeah, we just kind of fast-forwarded uh, through this part. <laughs> so, yeah, so Norris is back in the hotel. Um, he, uh, he goes into uh, Anne's room, State Department attache, and... Uh, um, and so, you know, she's like, hey, you're, you're back. Um, he, rips her, he rips her shirt off, <laughs> and she punches him, which is an appropriate response. Uh, uh, although before she was really given the, given the green lights, now it's all red lights. Um, well, and, I think she was uh, given a yellow light before. Like, <laughs> yeah. she wasn't sure what was happening, but she didn't like. She was more confused, yeah, yeah. about what was going on. Now and, it's uh, definitely a red light, but he doesn't care. He's ripping that that top off. Yeah, he's got the he's got the bodice off, and uh, and then they they roll into the bed just as the soldiers smash the door down because they're sure that uh, it must have been Chuck. But where has he been the whole time? He's been in bed, guys. Um, Hanky for a guy Hanky. who doesn't like the government, uh, he's in bed with it a lot. Oh, I wish I had my rim shot. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh. <laughs> and then Beardy tells him to, to leave tomorrow or you don't go. Um, yeah. So, uh, and, then, and then, wow, we're really treated to, uh, uh, so Chuck, Chuck leaves at the airport. And, um, and she kisses head, him goodbye. He doesn't head home, you guys. Where does he go? Yeah. Right? Um, he's, he's, uh, he, goes, he's, he hasn't earned it, he's but headed uh, to- she... Yeah, he's headed to Thailand. 
do do they do they spend do they spend the rest of the night together? We don't learn that. Yeah, we could only guess. I mean, he's irresistible. Um, yeah. Well, we're here. So you know they they. So yeah, then then Norris is in Bangkok. There's one of a thousand assassination attempts made on him, and uh, uh, oh yeah, he's on the mean streets of quote unquote Bangkok here. Yeah, no. Troy, you're watching this as I am. What what's uh, what do we see it on the streets here? I'm feeling like a scene from Beach Street from the '80s uh, with the Herbie Hancock Beach in the background. Oh, yeah. Rod Stewart. Uh, yeah. Um, the 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 there's like teenagers popping and locking on the on the streets, getting out cardboard, break dancing, like it's uh, you know, as as one sees in Bangkok all the time. Um, and uh, stirring cover of uh, if you want my body. Uh, and uh, yeah, does it, does this track Matt with your experience in Southeast Asia? This very does this really ring true? Uh, no, I I I I can't say that it does. <laughs> uh, you do. I mean, Southeast Asians do love to dance in public in large groups. I will say that's accurate. Um, <laughs> right, it's more line dancing it's, though. Yeah, it's it's more right, and it's like workout like dancing sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah. So, yeah, you I, could I, you could almost hear this like this section like, hey, we we need to connect more with the youth. Like, hey, what's that? What's that new funky beat? Um, you know, or maybe it was free; they didn't have to charge for it. They're like, we'll take this. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, let's let's, let's have some uh, their their youth culture correspondent came in and yeah, no credence in this movie. <laughs> we got to put some Beat Street on there. Some Herbie Hancock. Yeah, yeah, right. We're all all of the good, you know, Vietnam War era music is. Uh, is now jettisoned. Um, although th- this, well, we're in the eighties, so this good is, music, good music is jettisoned in general. This is true. It's the eighties, so a, a poor man's Herbie Hancock. Um, and so, uh, and then then we meet uh, we meet Jack Tucker, who literally drops in from the bar, uh, second floor, thrown through a table. Um, who's a boat captain that uh, that uh, Chuck knew, and who seems to be you know slumming it in Bangkok these days. Um. And he, you know, he need, he needs a boat. He needs a chopper. A thousand dollars is the price, you guys, uh, for for Jack Tucker's help. Um, and he's this uh, character actor that <laughs> you see you see in like every um, made for TV movie. M um, M at Walsh, but you can't remember which one it was. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's in tons guy? of oh, stuff. Yeah. I I can't. I was also trying to think where have I seen him. I know I've seen him in many things, but I couldn't think of a single actual instance of what the movie was but he's in lots of stuff yeah um and then and then uh i like uh, how he's getting his ass kicked and he's uh and they're negotiating the price for the boat (laughs) rental while he's getting his ass kicked and chuck like is just standing there not helping him that's pretty pretty right world's foremost martial artist (laughs) uh not not helping at all and uh they 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 meet some shade. Are they supposed to be Cubans? Uh, yeah, we were trying. Yeah, to I was cu- thinking very uh, Scarface Cuban accent. Yeah, yeah, that bad, uh, you bad, know bad Cuban accent. This is this is very much kind of like Red Dawn like era. Like, let's put a Cuban. You know where the places where communism still exists. Like, I have that. We need those as bad guys too. Um. So, uh, 
Yeah, they get a, they get an assault raft. Um, and oh man, this yeah, those is things just... are badass. I've seen them all over the place. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know how they got one. Yeah, they're trying to go incognito up the delta. What better than to have a, a shark painted, you know, um, uh, uh, assault raft? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's made out of Kevlar, dude. So you can put whatever you want on there. Yeah. It's going to stop all the bullets. Well, we also have a, uh, a, a negotiating the price scene here where oh, yes. the guy asks yeah. for $20,000. He loads up Chuck the 50. Norris is that just, a 50 caliber? No, that's just a, a, a light machine gun. But yeah, it's. A, they, they, right, they, they, yeah. Left, they load up the. The mounted uh, <laughs> the saw, the squad automatic <laughs> weapon, belt driven, and uh, and uh, he points it. The, at the guy, guy negotiates like, himself down to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, so guy needs to learn to close and stay close. He didn't do a very good job. He kept going down. So <laughs> yeah, and by the yeah, way, who, they, they, who they, fund, they who's funding <laughs> this? Who's funding this expedition for Chuck? I, I have to say, um, you know, it doesn't seem like he has any 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 wealth of you know. Disposable yeah, he's in, he's in a grudgy apartment. Sort of things. Right. Yeah. So Concerned who funds, citizens? Who funds this? CPAC? I don't know who's, uh, who's funding this. Well, I, think they get a I mean, should we? We could, uh, we, could, we could jump off and talk about the, the real man now, Bo Greitz, and who funded that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, a, this is, a, this is kind of a crazy, um, it's, even, it's even, you know, uh, it's, this film, as insane as it is, is not as, I don't think, is a fraction of the uh, kind of the nuttiness of uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, the real Bo story. Who's, yeah. Who's, uh, who's, who's Bo, Matt? Bo, Bo Greitz was a, uh, according to him, a colonel, but in reality, a lieutenant colonel. Um, and he served in Vietnam. Uh, you, you said, when did he sign up? He started serving in fifty. Yeah, he he was he in right? the in the um, in the fifties. Yeah, in the fifties, he signed he signed up with the um, uh, in the officer officer candidate school and was a was a army major, army special forces. So yeah, he was in the um, he was in the he was in early fifty seven. Yeah, and so he served in Vietnam. Um, was you know a decorated and um kind of. Very, very good at pulling strings and uh, becoming even more decorated uh, soldier. And after he left, he kind of turned POW, still exist in Vietnam, into sort of his little pet project. Yeah, went over there several times to to try to find them. Um, So he, yeah, this is so... Both Stallone in Rambo and, and Chuck here are, you know, kind of loosely based on the story of, of Bogreitz. And, yeah, they are, you know, essentially he's getting fed a bunch of bad intel from, uh, it sort of starts at these refugee camps in Thailand. And sort of hucksters at these camps would sort of, sort of figure it out like, hey, Americans are obsessed with this idea that there's POWs. so they'll, you know, sort of start telling people fake bad intel. This sort of stuff starts to get around. And so a lot of these sort of chucksters are who Greitz is getting his information from. Are, and Are you saying that his, his uh, haphazard mission to um, bringing uh, 
women to border towns that openly selling commemorative POW rescue T-shirts to to lure out um, intel was was <laughs> was was ill conceived. Is that what you're trying to say, Matt? I, gosh, I, you could go so far in depth on this. I mean, I don't think we should, but I, he went over there like five times. Um, and he would, these were supposed to be sort of secret, except he invited the press and to like, you know, film and sort of see the stuff too the whole time. So he's on these sort of special covert missions that the press is, is at and well aware of the entire time. He gets busted. He gets thrown in jail while he's over there. Uh, he, you know, he's sneaking over the border in a louse and, um, it's nuts, but he gets, he gets some big names to sort of sign on like Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood gives him like 10 grand or something like that. Uh, William Shatner buys the rights to his life story. Um, and let's go back. Our good old buddy, yours and mine, Ronald Reagan. Diary entry, Tuesday, November 23rd, 1982. Uh, let's see how my Ronald Reagan impression is here. Off to well. the ranch. Nancy is in Phoenix. Will join me Wednesday. Got to the ranch. All right, I'll skip a bunch of this. <laughs> At the ranch nonsense. But uh, let's see. Sunday night, Clint Eastwood came to ranch with a man named Gordon Wilson, who's part of a small group trying to get POWs out of Laos. Clint has contributed to this. I'm checking the group out with Bill Clark. Right now, it looks a little questionable. So that's in Reagan's diary, uh, November 23rd, 1982. Looks a little questionable. Didn't stop him from, I guess this is the un, un, unverified reports uh, Reagan was talking about. Uh, yeah, they're from Clint Eastwood. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's getting up to the highest of highs. He gave him money. Uh, to help out in this expedition. These are crazy stories. I mean, yeah, and like seediest of seedy characters going over there. Uh, so if you're if you're so inclined, go ahead and do a dive on Bo Greitz. I think there's a documentary about him that came out a couple of years ago. You should uh, you should definitely check out if you want a real bad movie. Um, Rescue Heroes, uh, Bo Greitz, uh, self-made sort of movie. Where it's kind of like Charlie's Angels, except for like uh, sort of, um, you know, POW rescuers. Yeah. Um, and it's like set in like Syria. Um, yeah, it's a real uh, <laughs> kind of Iran Contra kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it is it is it is as bad as so you're saying this is our next recommendation <clears throat> that we're going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you gave Mira a, a video camera and said, like, all right, I want your, your vision for the Iran-Contra scandal, like, she, she would more expertly execute. Um, oh, well, just uh, that, have, have Ronald Reagan pay money to get them released then. Boom, yeah, yeah, done. that's... Movie's that, over. That, that. <laughs> or, or uh, you know, Bogarts goes into Arms Burma. for hostages, yeah. Yeah, nothing like that would happen. Um they, yeah. he, he actually goes into and has an interview with Kunsa, the sort of the drug kingpin um, uh, there. And uh, like, yeah, he was he was involved in some, you know, kind of extra governmental um, stuff that actually. Um, if I if I was working for the government, I would be worried about this guy really throwing a monkey wrench in actual actual operations, actual plans that uh, yeah. that we yeah. might have rather than rather than funding it. Um but how are you going to get your bulletproof then, and doesn't he, uh, shark boat? 
And he he later like runs for office. Does he? I forget. What does he run for? Does he run for president? I can't remember. But yeah, he he does um, he does he runs for president. Um, sadly, does not make it in. But uh, um, uh, fans might know him as he was the Ruby Ridge um like negotiator. Um, right. He talked them out of the cabin. That actually was effective. Um, because he he had he had a following as a radio con- sort of conspiracy th- right wing sort of um, hero, and uh, so... Those are his people. They could talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, um, he, actually, he actually saved a lot. But, but the, the part of the, um, his, his record in, in going into these, like, and bringing the media with him, he was a sort of media whore and an attention fiend. And he, you know, he, his motives may or may not have been in the right place, but he definitely wanted attention and credit for it, so... We got one of those as president. So yeah, worked out. <laughs> worked out fine. Yeah, good old Biden always uh, always pointing to himself. Um, so well, uh, this is I'm <laughs> me, not I'm, me, me, me keeping track. It's all this about is maybe, me. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of the guy. That, this is uh, this know. is yet another shirt change. I think this is our fifth shirt change uh, tracker. I went to a Rod Stewart concert in the '90s, and I don't think he changed as many times as, as Chuck Norris. So uh, it was it was impressive. <laughs> Denim on denim. Yeah. He's got like a whole suitcase full of denim shirts. He just keeps changing. Yeah. Uh, this is this is this is low-key marketing for his total home gym. Another another shirt change and a guy jumps out of a closet, tries to stab him in Bangkok. Assassination attempt. That um, one actually surprised me. When the guy jumped out, I wasn't, was wasn't cl- ready for it. So I will I will Kato give him Clouseau. credit for yeah. <laughs> being like, whoa. They actually got me yeah. to jump slightly. So you thought, oh, this is just another smoldering Chuck Norris shirt change, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And well, and there are parts of the movie that are furious. so slow. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they just filmed him like just literally changing his clothes for five minutes. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they managed to put the brakes on these action scenes so effectively, either through music or through how with the pacing. But um, uh, the 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 scene at the wharf is very made for TV, but it's but it's kind of it's. One of the more compelling, sadly, like action sequences. Uh, this is like assassination well, attempt whole, number twelve. Oh gosh, the whole <laughs> thing was just okay. So the guy jumps out of the closet, tries to kill him. He chucks him out of a window, and then immediately a different guy from across the street shoots a like a grenade launcher and just blows up like the entire apartment basically. <laughs> it's uh, beardy over there, and yeah. Chuck. Yeah. And Chuck was fine, but um, I was just wondering, like, what, what like. What what is the th- what is the thought process? If we don't get him with the n- closet guy, is he the backup grenade launcher guy? Like I don't I don't understand. Like why don't <laughs> right. he just like grenade just go, lead lead the with the grenade place, launcher? So. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what the third. And then send in the knife the guy. Because Chuck made it through. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The doc is just it, dumb. I have literally in my notes just some dumb car shit written down. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, there's like, this is very video game, like, one at a time, the assailants come at him, and he, he dispatches them. Um, uh, we're not at the big boss fight yet. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so there's lots of fast Chuck, and furious. Chuck uh, commandeers, the like, a, a truck, uh, and he's driving the truck, truck around down there. <laughs> and there, and a, a yeah. guy tries to, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark it, you know? It's like, he's, like, kind of in the back of the truck, yeah. and he's going to, like, kind of climb around and try to surprise him, and, yeah, it doesn't work out too well, but. 
He, he has he has a gun. He could have just, as Troy pointed out, just shot right through the cabin. It'd been all over. But that's <laughs> short in the movie. Yeah. And then he hits the brakes, and the guy rolls into the mud, which is convenient. So uh, good stunt stunt work there. Uh, yeah, and then so so then the well, the uh, he yeah, him these and are the, not the best him and Jack enemies here. They he take drives out, they the truck a, into the, the his, water, and the and the car that's following him just keeps driving also, also into the water. Like it's like a, <laughs> it's like lemmings, pretty much there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. He had it's to seriously follow. like lemmings. Was, like, <laughs> oh, and, and Chuck jumps man. out the window, and of course, Cap Captain Jack is is p- piloting his his uh, double diesel turbo boat. Um, um, which, uh, which of course, uh, is, is is built like a cardboard box. So, it don't matter how great your engine is, allegedly, that thing is like not moving that fast. Um, yeah, it's a real, it's a real exciting scene. Um, n- narrow boat escape, um, and uh, another, yet another guy takes after him on a on a on a boat, and uh, uh, there's another assassination attempt on the boat. This is uh, beard it's, beard um, guy. Beard guy comes at him with an yeah. This axe is this is beardy. Boat. Yeah, you know he's got a. And I was also pistol, wondering. You don't want to use I, that. You want to get the axe. Yeah, I have that literally written down too. Doesn't shoot him in the head for some reason. So, yeah, I was not not clear on that why he went with, for the axe. But, yeah, he's, uh, he put puts his gun away like I'm going to go with an axe and um and and you could tell like Chuck was like. Like he could, he was listening to the wind, and uh, like he knew it, he knew it was coming, and ducked uh, right as the axe hits the hits the ground or the the board behind him. Um, yeah, yeah, kills General and Beardy. Then he dispatches with him, which again, like you're gonna send, you know, you're you're a top level Vietnamese general, like you're the one who's gonna go <laughs> make an assassination attempt on the boat. Um, it's personal now, though. He said. <laughs> So he had to go take care of it. Yeah, I, th- I so thought they should, after this, because it yeah. is personal. <laughs> it's really no, yeah, they, they should make a made made a meal out of that, but it didn't. It was just like any other dumb bad guy, like they, you know. Oh. Well, he kind of stared him in the eye. We need a remake. Stabbed him in this. In this, yeah, that's true. We should do a. We should do a crowdfunding. We should remake this, and we could really, could really punch this up. Um, so they they head to Vietnam <laughs> by boat, and I will point out that um, unlike other movies where the rules of time and space don't exist in terms of like you know the flying from Thailand to to Vietnam takes you know two minutes. Uh, at least they show it, it an overnight. At least that they're uh, chumming across the water. So um, uh, some nod that they have to like you know past coastal Cambodia on their way to Vietnam uh, from Thailand. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, and then right away a Vietnamese unit is there in the Delta, um, and it's a real, uh, this is some high-level action, like uh, grenades, um, shooting at the wharf. Um, Lots of bad shooting, basically, yeah. None of yeah. it hits anything, uh, except for Chuck. They're, they're in their, this is in their speed, they're in their Kevlar, um, that's right. Assault, <laughs> assault boat, <laughs> jumping over boats, uh, like like ramping off of boats. The Dukes of Hazard of, of yeah. the Delta. Yeah, it's very it's very Dukes of Hazard. Uh, he's foiling booby traps, uh, and then um, you know all of this bullshit to get to what should have been the the 
the, the you know the the POW aspect of it. Um, he uh, he goes to a POW camp. Again, it's uh, in the Delta, quote unquote, which you know, uh, you know, thousand square miles of 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 yeah. of, of riverine um, labyrinth that he he's he, going alone. Tucker uh, has yeah. dropped him off. He's staying with the boat, and he's just drinking beer. Uh, right, <laughs> right, being a hilarious foil. Um, yeah, the uh, the they go into and then and then. Uh, uh, Troy, what did you think about the? Uh, he set C four all over this. POW camp. Um, how, uh, how did you, was this a heavily fortified perimeter of one booby trap that he, <laughs> that he sees and, and kicks off with his, you know, just gun on purpose. Yeah. It's like a spiky little ball that hits. The- yeah. Was, yeah. That was kind of, yeah. Oh, the C4, I God. was, uh, I'm not an expert, but I, I, I don't know if they soaked those huts in diesel fuel, but. <laughs> Those things, the it did make a, quite an explosion. So it, it is like it is like mushroom cloud nuclear explosion. Like, like from eighteen angles, they just keep replaying. Well, yeah, um, and it was amazing because he only set two of them down, but there were you know fifteen explosions. So yeah, yeah, was... yeah. And he, and this is my do. He doesn't really know where the POWs are at. He's just blowing up all the all the buildings. Um. But he he finds uh, finds these cages and opens them up and it's up oh, it's the wrong POWs it's uh, um, Asian POWs who were there that um, he frees them and uh, and then I like you know, how he does this like, all okay, before gonna- he's even confirmed that there are POWs like I'm just gonna go in and kill like <laughs> tons and tons of people uh, and there might be POWs here I don't know but like <laughs> right. He yeah he only identifies after, and they're they're not right. the POWs he's looking for. He, he's nice enough. He's a These gentleman. These aren't the POWs you were looking for. They're not for. the droids you're looking for. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then they say, which I thought for sure they were going to be, and, the, and they're like, hey, we're going to fight for our freedom too. Like the, these recently released POWs, I thought like he's going to have an army. Um, but no. Uh, uh yeah, that's what I the, thought too. Story, Chuck. Chuck's a lone wolf. Maybe they were guys. They um, were planning on that, but then then they like decided to change it the script because it sort of it so yeah. seemed like they were gonna follow them. They're like, pick up guns, you know, we're gonna fight for our freedom, you know, and blah blah blah. And, and then I don't know, it was just bad. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and then the POWs, we 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 see that the one of the escapees, the Asian POW, says like, oh, the Americans are they just got moved, and so. We cut to Americans riding in a truck, American POWs riding in a truck, being transited and treated poorly. Um, and uh, and Chuck sort of lays ambush to this this caravan by boat, and it's very confusing. Like um, the, he just starts mowing everyone down in this caravan <laughs> with the machine gun again. He still has not confirmed that there are POWs in that truck. He doesn't know that. Right. He's just shooting at a truck. <laughs> Kill them all. Let God sort them out. That's... He he uh, he he uh, he. But he he inspires the POWs because they fight back and take the take the the truck over. Um, his his poor Kevlar boat gets bombed um, by a grenade, which I guess it, they didn't claim that it was yeah uh, mortar proof, right? Yeah, like, no. No, so that's that's the catch. There's a catch there, and they, there's like the laughing. The Vietnamese are just, 
<laughs> what like, a loser. Oh. His stupid rap is broken very, now. Very South Park sounding, like, yeah, stereotypical. It, kind oh, of yeah. Rap. It's so it's so bad. And then, like, um, just the badass Chuck Norris raises out Slow of the mo. river. Slow-mo. Slow motion. Out of the water. Uh, saw in hand. Did he have a, was he, what does he shoot? What does he shoot? He's that tri- saw he got yeah. from the boat. He, of course, you just carry those around. They're super light. <laughs> Easy to maneuver. Right. <laughs> Raise, <laughs> raising out of the water. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. And he, I, I, All right, I now, Troy, <laughs> that, that gun was, like, submerged in the river there. Like, is that going to, like, I don't know. Is that going to, like, impact it's anything? Probably, like, I don't think. I think it'll still work. Yeah, it'll run fine. It'll, okay. It cooled it down is what it did. He's cooling uh, it down. He's cooling uh, it down. Okay. Again, again, he's wearing he's wearing layers of clothes and gloves. Like he wears gloves a lot in this. Like They're can't mittens, imagine yeah. a worse like le, like Hello Kitty lined mittens. leather gloves. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, he, he blasts blasts out of the water, mows everyone down. Um, well, and, I will say, if there was water in the barrel, that would be a problem. So we want to. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's just for the, we don't want to, yeah. We don't want to give any. Stop your hate mail right now, you guys. You're going to take your (laughs) automatic weapon and submerge it. You probably want to dump the water out. So, kids, next time you're out in the lake. I did not see him do that. I did not see him do that. No. Yeah, no, no. Um, So, Chuck and the POWs, they they light out. They're they're taking off um, Vietnamese in hot (laughs) pursuit. They all get in this tiny Jeep. (laughs) It's like a two-seater, and they get, like, the four POWs, uh, Chuck and Tucker. So they're like seriously like overflowing out of this thing as it drives away. It was like a clown car, literally. It was insane. Well, it was it was it as insane as then they go to in the in the quick getaway, they go to a rubber dinghy, a small raft, and they're like paddling, like moving at zero <laughs> miles an hour. Like well, 15 also, of them how does he know raft. where he's going? He's cutting down all these like back trails and roads, like through the jungle. Like <laughs> you don't know where you're going. Like what are you doing? Like and of course he, you know, gets right to right to the shore, right where the boat is. Ugh. yeah. No, the, and then the little we, dinghy was also hilariously dumb. But we get a great the the captain. Then he said the 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 captain, the drunk captain, is like, "I'll see you in hell." And um. Takes out. Is he? We don't learn. We we assume that he dies, right? He uh, he seems to. Um, I don't think he makes it onto the chopper. Yeah, his time was coming. He knew it. Um, yeah, he's gonna redeem himself, right? Um, so the the well, this, and, like um, so and this then, giant patrol boat comes after them, like Vietnamese, and it's just like machine gunning, and in this machine gun battle with <laughs> the um, I guess he's a Thai guy that was with them um, on their boat. On their on the big boat, I think and so. Yeah. So did you notice this? Like you know, they they show the patrol boat like closing in. The Thai dude is is shooting, and he gets he gets killed. Right, where the patrol boat's pretty close. Then <laughs> Tucker gets on the that boat, starts machine gunning, and the patrol boat is like very far away again. It's it was dope. it's like the scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail when John Cleese is like sprinting toward the castle, and it's just like over and over <laughs> again. Like, he's far away, and it's just, like, running toward the castle, and they do it, like, eight times in a row. It was like that. It's like... <laughs> it's like when there's a bomb the that's going off in a far- movie. <laughs> yeah. And it takes... It's only supposed to take a minute. It's, like, seven minutes later. It's still, <laughs> still about to go off. Yeah, they, re- they really... They're really just getting all the marrow out of that, out of that shot, you guys. Um, yeah, so, uh, so a U.S. Army chopper 
also seems to know where they randomly <laughs> landed um, and uh, picks up the POWs. And uh, yeah, um, and the patrol boat is not is still shooting at the boat. He's not going after the helicopter for some dumb reason. Yeah, yeah. And so, the so chopper. Uh, <laughs> oh God, the choppers has They're rockets climbing ladders or something on it. It's like shoot, yeah, or whatever. I don't know what it was shooting at the patrol boat, but this is supposed to be some like, you know, it's not equipped. I wouldn't think for combat. It's just a helicopter that they've fashioned to make yeah, look like is, a. It's not a Black Hawk. Um, on the yeah. they they uh they um so these they're, they're climbing up the ladder all the all the all the vets get in and uh and then which is like it's really like actually made me angry like you've rescued these pows so troy where where's the first place you would fly to would you fly into nearby <laughs> thailand maybe for safety where where would you where would you head you've just liberated these guys um, I'm thinking Vietnam, uh, <laughs> some sort of a government building. Let's That's what I'm turn thinking. around and head into into the 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 courtyard of the military central headquarters in in Vietnam. Uh, with the yeah. with a right in Saigon with the, with the U.S. Army City helicopter. It, yeah, yeah, heavily fortified. You know, right? Like, like well, the. the the Vietnamese it was, have, have also air quote heavily, you know. Yeah, I mean, but right, like the, the, these these uh, <laughs> this army knows how to fight. Like they would have shot down a U.S. Army helicopter immediately. That would that would steal from us this amazing dramatic scene where uh, so they land and also everyone is screaming, like getting you know, <laughs> were they going to get beheaded by the chopper blade? It looked like a Godzilla scene, kind of almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're just. Like I wonder if they like scurrying and they didn't tell been... the locals oh. like they're going to be filming here, and they they were just like, <laughs> just you know, we want authentic, just actually grill them all out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know they they've gussied yeah, up so they some get out Philippine and... building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's the building I... from the beginning where the news conference. Yeah. And, right. uh, and, then, and there's like 30 guards like surrounding the building and Chuck gets with out with the four POWs and they just kind of, yeah, and they all have guns and they just kind of like push, push past them. It's like, <laughs> you know, if you've seen some of the footage of, of the, uh, the Capitol where, you know, some, in some instances, they're just like literally opening the doors for the guys at, on January 6th and like, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's very Capitol it like riot. That. Yeah. Was, yeah. Unbelievable. More people were killed at the riot than this, this, this scene. <laughs> yeah. Right. They... <laughs> They they set up they set up this like stupid tension where like like the you know the Vietnamese general is saying like we we promise that there are no Americans you know and and then like they're showing like Chuck Chuck Norris and the POWs running like they've got to get there before he says or right as he says like it's like why what why is this like a thing yeah like we're supposed to be feel anxiety about like. Oh God! You got to get there right when he says, I'd like, like prove it, man. Yeah, yeah. Like the rise, he says, like there are there are no more Americans, and then like into the door, boom! Chuck Norris with all these POWs, like in your face. It's very Matlock. <laughs> like check it out. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um, and 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 roll credits. <laughs> you know, luckily it ended right there. I was so Oof. happy. Um, the chips, yeah. the chips type roll credits where they screen, they stop the. It's a forever, yeah. Freeze frame, like freeze frame <laughs> it. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So, um, 
and man, we are, we're left just, just jacked and excited. I mean, this is like, well, okay. I just wanted to go through, uh, in case we want to do the other couple, <laughs> I've got missing in action to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Troy, Troy bought, Troy purchased the criterion full collection of Unf- missing in action. Unfortunately I did. <laughs> on but, DVD. Uh, anyway, I got it. On. Okay. So missing in action two. Yeah. A one man army returns to a no man's land. Oh, and then you also have Chuck Norris as Braddock missing in action. This time, it's personal. Wow, that was clever. I don't know how they came up with that one, but anyway. So, just in case. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, stay tuned for Troy's if you, special um, Patreon. Troy will... You'll pay me not to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. You'll one-man you'll one record the lost vocals for, uh, for, for the review of Missing in Action 2 and 3. Yeah, I don't think there's enough. Uh, if all the gold in California could get me to watch uh, the other two. So, Matt, you said there were two the, films made and one sucked, yeah. and this one is better, I guess. But the one that yeah, sucked is, this is that is the available? Good one. I really need. A, is that a bootleg I can find? I, I that's really the second the one. The, that's the second one. That's the second that one. That is the second. Oh, that is that's the second. That's actually two. Oh, they were supposed to be flipped, but it was the so prequel. bad. Okay, it wasn't okay. supposed that to they be a prequel. Quote, unquote, it was supposed to be the first one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what you what you watch, Troy, is quote unquote the good one. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we'll let that sink in. Jar Jar Binks was in this one. I I, I think a better a better finish to the movie would have been you know when he's in the POW camp, he he blows everything up, kills tons of people, and then uh, he finds no POWs, and then it turns into like a big international incident. Like who's this friggin' rogue idiot that came in here and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then and then it turns into bad. like how bad. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's just in jail. The U.S. has to like somehow like extradite him, and like it turns you know this big whole international nonsense. And that would have been an, uh, a more realistic film, I think. Satisfying too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, is it uh, is it that time of day, folks? Book of the week. I think it is. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Uh, it is. H. Bruce Franklin, MIA or Mythmaking in America, is the book of the week for this episode. And uh, we've already kind of talked again, talked about this a bit in the Rambo film. Uh, we talked about some of this already beginning of this podcast. But, uh, you know, Franklin essentially is discussing where this idea started, where it comes from. Uh, I talked about. Uh, going all the way back, you can trace it back to to Nixon. Uh, he talks about kind of comparing, uh, you know, portions of MIAs from Vietnam, roughly four percent. You know, really, really tiny compared to World War II, nineteen percent, Korean War, fifteen percent uh, of all those uh, that served. Um, and you know, he gets kind of into some of the actual stats, looking at kind of why it's it's nonsense. Um, the um, soldiers or airmen that were like eighty over eighty percent were hit over either open ocean, sea, remote mountains, or dense jungle. Um, and normally would have been reported as KIA or killed in action, but witnesses that reported would report them missing. Um, to quote unquote cushion the blow for uh survivors to continue receiving military pay. Uh, so. That that happened mm. often. Um, most of the remaining were unwitnessed explosions or crashes going down with their aircraft. 
you know, the he talks about, you know, ejection rates, injury rates among ejecting is, is over 80% also. So if you're like seriously wow. injured, crash in like, you know, the middle of nowhere in the jungle, uh, you know, you have, you know, Tiger Woods, your, your leg, uh, and there's nobody around. So you'll, you'll to, have, you only have 20% chance of surviving. Is that what you're saying? Of, the 80%? of, of, of getting out without right. serious injury. And, and so like, right, if you okay. have, you know, Tiger, Tiger Woods, your leg, you know, compound fractured, you, you know, dislocated your ankle, et cetera. And you know, you're 50 miles from anything, um, you know, you're not going to make it. And so, you know, he goes into a lot of things like that. And then, you know, he also gets into like the kind of the politics and, you know, we talked about some of the politics uh, and how that sort of changed over time. But, um, you know, I mean, it's it like permeates the, the culture. I mean, you know, in the 90s, you know, 70 percent of the country thought Vietnam was still holding POWs. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's like there is no evidence for it. Uh, so. Yeah, he gets yeah. he gets into the, you know, called it's called myth making, you know, and and a lot of it is is sort of it becomes as with most things um sadly politicized and uh yeah, it's 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 really too bad and I think it does a disservice to to kind of those family members who uh you know, are be kind of come pawns in in a lot of this stuff. It's it's uh and it does a disservice to to those uh, the soldiers as well that are, you know, MI deemed MIA um, or POW. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, check check that out. Uh, if you want to get a little deeper in it, H. Bruce Franklin, MIA or myth making in America. Also, of course, um, uh, our our good friend Heath Hartage Lee. Um, League of Wives, the untold story of the women who took on the U.S. government to bring their husbands home from Vietnam. Um, you know that that's a that's a great um, you know an act. If you want an antidote to this to to, to this one, yeah. the the kind of the story of the um, we love we love her and her and her work. Um, so go out and get League of Wives. Um, soon to be a movie at some point in the future. Right. Exciting. Um, also mentioned um the ghosts of war in Vietnam. That's a that's an awesome book about the Vietnamese missing in action, killed in action, and uh, it it grit it wrestles with the um, the cultural phenomenon of parents who are trying to to come to grips with the the not knowing um, where their children are and and the cultural practice of 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 taking care of hungry ghosts who um, of your of your of departed loved ones who have gone on so they so they don't suffer and so. Uh, because they don't know where their remains are, they end up um, taking care of a hungry ghost who appear to them who they don't know, and and yeah, with this with the sense that maybe someone on the other side of the country will be taking care of their child who is who has died and um and uh, helping them in the afterlife. So it's a it's a pretty right. incredible and um, those I'm, yeah, um, and that's it's amazing. I mean, those numbers are exponentially higher. Than uh, the oh, yeah. you know quote quote unquote MIA POWs of of the United States. I mean, in it's insane, and um, it, it's something that they they're they're still living with now. So, um, yeah, good uh, good uh, addendum to the book of the week there. 
Okay, so it's our time for our final section. The the uh, very popular the dong rating. Um, yeah, very uh, yeah. Tr- <laughs> Troy, uh, you want to give us uh, what where where you where does this where does this touch you? How do you uh, how do you rate this guy? Well, um, the acting, <laughs> what little there was, not good. Uh, the filmography was pretty much <laughs> not good. In the dark, I mean, it was like they filmed it. My my iPhone four, if I had one, <laughs> could film better with that. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, anyway, there's a commemorative dong. That I'm gonna give it a, a John Bobbitt commemorative dong. So <laughs> it's okay. Is that what's the what's the cash value uh, of that? It's a half a dong. So <laughs> wow. I don't know what that comes out one to. One half dong. Yes. One half mm. of one dong. Yes, that's a, the uh, half I gotta dong. Put, man. Got to put that in my Google uh, currency converter. I don't even know. Like, yeah. Um, Yikes. Matt, uh, what, do you, what do you like? That sounds, that sounds painful. Uh, that, well, I'm trying to think what I gave the losers because I think this is, the losers is certainly dumber. How dare you? Um, uh, which I guess is good. Um, but I think the losers, the losers is also more like, entertaining, yeah. It it's losers also more offensive though. Um, so, oh, man, you mean I a guy wearing a swastika on his head is offensive. Come on, <laughs> the I'm gonna go. I, I I think I'm trying to think. Is there anything like positive I could say about it? I'm trying to think. I'm not sure that I can. Uh, so I I'm gonna have to go. I'll go two point five. Uh, dong. And no, wait, it's gotta be, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go two. I'll give me, let me finish on two. And yeah, there, I guess there are a couple you're worried, okay you're, action sequences. You're, I, I'm, I, I know I'm thinking about my other dong ratings and I'm, I'm really, you're I'm already, you're already whole. worried about your legacy for the season, for the season two wrap up <laughs> uh, breakdown. You're, you're worried, you're worried about yeah, the ass kicking. I got, I know, you're, I know. I'll go two. Um, I think so, I hey, think two's fair. <laughs> For our listeners, uh, Troy's value uh, of of the Vietnamese dong to dollar is point 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 five. Vietnamese dong is point zero 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 two one U.S. dollars. So that is even with all this inflation. A, thanks, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, your your terrible uh, economy that's also so good that it's inflating the the currency. Um yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh yeah, I uh, this was so terrible. I mean, I haven't try I haven't had to like force myself to watch a movie like in like this hard this much like um yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give it 2 as well. I this is uh this is pretty bad. I mean, there were a few only just uh, of pure mockery kind of scenes. Like I think the I, it gets too dong for the sort of the poor man's Herbie Hancock in um, true. Thailand scenes and 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 the yeah. uh, if you want my if you body. want my body and you think I'm sexy that's a good one. Um, and uh, Tucker, yeah, I think and Tucker then, and then the, pounding beers in the raft also gives it a little bit of cred. So yeah, yeah, that that that's probably another one of those. Dogs. Maybe the Chuck, the, the Chuck, you go fight. I'm going to be here drinking beer. <laughs> the denim on denim was pretty great. This is sung, I guess is it's really his sunglasses that get me to get that extra. He's got purple tinted Puts sort of over the top Elvis uh, in residence in Vegas kind of sunglasses. So 
Yeah, I give it two, but it's a, it's a terrible movie. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, Matt, where can they, where can our legions of fans find us on social media? Please hit us up at Napalm Podcast uh, and, and tell us to, to, to do better. Um, you know, really light that fire under, <laughs> under our collective butts and, uh, and maybe I don't we'll think listen. we have a choice. Maybe we won't. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, these We're things gonna... have to be done. <laughs> we make sacrifices yeah. so you don't have to. That's right. For, for Napalm in the morning, I've been Eric. I'm T-Roy. And I'm Matt. We will see you around the bend. I love the smell of Napalm in the morning. Did you first play? I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War.